Welcome to the Ghost of News Sports Podcast. I'm sports editor Greg Keim, and virtually with me is my cohort, sports reporter Austin Huff. There you go. You um, changed it up this week. I did. <laughs> I figured I don't want to give the people the impression that we're violating the social distancing rules. We are more than six feet away right now, so that's all that matters. We are. We are more than six feet away, and I have a feeling we're going to be more than six feet away for a while to be yet. Yeah, probably. Probably. So... But, you know, hey, it's whatever. I get to see your face over a video conference. That's good enough for me, Greg. Yeah, I actually I actually got the camera working today, so you can actually see me. I can see you there, too, picking your nose. I'm just, I got an itch. I got an itch. <laughs> You're not no, supposed to touch your face. face, though, now. No, we're not supposed to touch our face, but I got an itch. So it just was tough. It's having me on my nose. So Okay. Uh, All right. We'll let, we'll let that slide, then. <laughs> Well, anyway, the biggest thing yeah. we've probably got going on locally here right now is Austin is we're down to the elite eight in our 64 <laughs> greatest sports athlete coaches bracket. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So down we're, we're getting it narrowed down here. Yeah, we've got four matchups here. Voting is open through Wednesday night. So it ends on April 15th in this round. And then final four voting is Thursday and Friday. Or what? Uh, yeah, no, Thursday through Saturday. Sorry, Thursday through Saturday, the 16th through the 18th, and then the final championship matchup Sunday and Monday, the 19th to the 20th. So by the right. time we record our next podcast next week, Greg, we will know the winner of you the. You should know the winner. Greatest, yes, greatest local sports figure of all time. Yeah, and, uh, and we've got some interesting elite eight matchups. I would say we do. We do. Uh, what? The one that kind of surprises me the most, and nothing – I don't want to downgrade Charlie Hanna and his racing career, but he made it to the Elite Eight, and that surprised me a little bit. That did too as well, and he gets to draw maybe the most – one of the more recognizable names from this area ever, yes. Rick Meyer, uh, right. former quarterback. So it's going to be interesting to see if Hanna's miracle run continues here. Uh, Meyer is definitely the brand name here for sure. Uh, yeah. A lot of people know who he is, uh, and obviously, you know, playing at Goshen and then Notre Dame and playing at the NFL. Yeah. So yeah. he's definitely got the brand name. So I'm intrigued to see if Charlie can keep his run going here. Or I'm beginning well. to, yeah, I'm beginning to think Charlie's a little bit like Arnold Palmer, and he's got Charlie's army out there voting for him. It's keeping <laughs> him in this bracket thing. It's got to be. He's got to have some some sort of support. We got to figure out what's going on. Maybe maybe he's skewing the 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 votes. We got to make sure. If he beats Rick Meyer, I would be pretty shocked. So yeah. Uh, so the second semifinal or second quarterfinal matchup, uh, we have Lindsey Benko, the Elkhart Central swimmer who broke set so many records and won tons of championships at every level. Um, including Olympic Olympics. Yeah, no, against uh, Jim Andrews, the former Northwood coach, uh, four sport athlete at Napanee High School as well back in the day. Uh, right. So you have two, two people here with, a, with long resumes, that's for sure. Lots of accomplishments on the resume here. Um, Banco, not surprised she's made it this far. I mean, being an Olympian and and no. all the championships she won at Elkhart Central. Uh, so I'm, in, I'm, I'm intrigued. That might be the most even matchup of the four, or one of the more even matchups of the four. Yeah. They're, all even, they're all pretty even, I guess, at this point. Like, yeah. they're all 
they're all eight, I guess. So that should be an interesting matchup, uh, to say the least. Who, who do you f- think might get the advantage there? It's you know, it's hard to say. Banco, I would think, because of her Olympic career, but Jim Andrews is so well known in the Napanee, Wakarusa, Bremen area. You know, he's got he's got a lot of still has a lot of support down there, even though he's been passed away for a number of years. But, you know, he's got Nate Andrews, his kids, and Jim Andrews. Or, I mean, Trevor Andrews are both down there. And so he's got a lot of support, apparently, in that area. Yeah, yeah, I'm intrigued by that one. Because it's it's two different uh, generations, two different sports, you know, and it's a player versus a coach, too. So right. it's, it's going to be interesting to see how that kind of breaks down. Well, uh, Jim was Jim was a very good athlete in his career. He was. He was. But I believe his name is on the field at Northwood. He's, he is the field, right? He Jim is Andrew. the field, yes. Jim he Andrew. is the field. So it's it's hard to go against someone whose name is literally on a field. Yeah. Um, so, I remember I wrote a story one time when a player, I can't remember who it was now, scored five touchdowns in a high school game. And I went back through all our records at the news that went back to like the 1968 football season. I listed all the players that had scored five or more touchdowns in a football game. And shortly after that, I got a phone call from Jim's mother telling, informing me that he had scored five touchdowns in a football game <laughs> for Napanee. And I really? said, well, I'm sorry. I said, our records just don't go back that far. <laughs> so he had his own uh, standout career, yeah. athletic career. So it should be that should be an interesting matchup. And the one I think that I really like the most here is this third one. Shanna Zolman, the Wawasee girls basketball legend versus Sean Kemp, the Concord basketball, basketball legend. legend. Yeah. I mean, how you couldn't have drawn it up any better. Probably the two best basketball players to ever come from our area meeting up in the elite eight uh greg flip a coin on this one probably yeah i mean how do you how do you pick between these two i yeah i don't know i don't know so in other words you're telling me that my blind draw worked out well on this one (laughs) this should be the final four (laughs) (laughs) that's not fair this is not fair no i i agree with the blind draw for this bracket this is the only bracket i'll ever agree on a blind draw everything else should be merit-based um but, I mean, do you – how much, you know, it's going to be – again, these are two brand names. You know what I mean? It's really hard. Kemp, obviously, the bigger of the two because he played in the NBA and, you know, all-stars and played a six-time all-star in the league. So, I, I wonder how much that's going to play a factor. Uh, Zolman, obviously, went to Tennessee when Tennessee was, you know, the height of their powers. Obviously, right. you know, the WNBA isn't as big as the NBA, so her post-high school, you know, career – probably affected by that a little bit in terms of like brand name, but you look at her, she was the all time leading scorer in girls basketball for a decade plus in this state. So right. it's, it's a toss up really. And that, that one is so close to me. I, I, I couldn't pick a winner. I, yeah, I, I did vote. I did vote. I'm not going to say who I voted for, but it was a, uh, a toss up. I sat there thinking about that one for a while. And ironically, I believe both of them are now living on the West coast. As far as I know, the last time I heard Sean Kemp was still in the Seattle area, and Sean is out there too now. Really? Washington and Seattle area somewhere. So I think we should uh, organize them to meet up and, like, you know, have, like, a fight to the to the death or something for the Elite Eight spot, right? <laughs> well, I guess they I don't can't know do if that. I fight to the death, but. They can't do that right now, actually. I forgot we can't be within six feet of each other. So, yeah. There's that. So, 
And then the final matchup is also an interesting one. You get two Elkhart graduates here, two Elkhart legendary football right. players, uh, Shafar Suggs. Did I say that right? Schaefer. Schaefer Suggs. My bad. My bad. My bad, Schaefer. And Garvin Roberson. Right. Uh, two all-time great Elkhart players in football. Uh, this is another tough one because they, you know, they're very similar. Uh, Schaefer obviously has the NFL career, which probably helps him here. Uh, has some track success as well. Uh, so I wonder how much that's going to play a factor in people's minds when they when they're voting. Um, yeah. But yeah, he. This is a good matchup here too. I mean, how do you pick one of these guys? Right? Yeah. They're both incredible athletes. Garvin. All, all state in basketball and a member of the North South all-star football team. Like how do you, right. that's, that's an incredible, you know, career right there. And both of them went on to play college football and basketball. Right. Back when you could play two sports in college, probably. <laughs> yeah. So I, you know, the only thing going against Roberson is he went to Illinois, you know, as a Missouri alum, I just couldn't vote for him. So you know, it was tough. I voted for him this far. I just couldn't vote for him again. You know, my Mizzou pride just kind of got in the way there. So Got in the way, huh? Yeah, but, I mean, incredible athlete. These two are incredible athletes. So I'm really intrigued to see who wins this thing. And, uh, yeah, again, voting stays open through the end. Uh, this round to the end of Wednesday night. And then the semifinals are Thursday through Saturday. And the finals Sunday and Monday. Yeah. So, like I said, by the time we get to this podcast next week, we will have a, a grand champion. So, right. The other thing that struck me kind of funny is we've got a good balance of, of sports. We've mm-hmm. got Charlie, we've got an auto racer, and Rick and Jim Andrews, we've got two guys that are more known for their football careers. Benko, of course, is a, was a standout swimmer. Zolman and Kemp mainly known for their basketball careers. Then you have Schaefer Subs and Garvin Roberson. We're both are known for both football and basketball. Right. You it's almost like balance there. Right. You almost have uh, like the, the bottom half of that bracket with the basketball matchups and the football matchups are like, you almost like you almost could have had it where like that bracket was basketball players, right. With Zolman and Kemp. And then the bottom bracket with Schaefer and Garvin could have been like all around athletes. That could have been its own right. like bracket. Right. Well, you know, believe it or not, yeah. Austin, that's the way I had it planned when I did the Oh, I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was. Yeah. If you had it planned that way, you would have had uh, Meyer and Andrews as the football <laughs> representatives and then Banco and Hannah kind of as the um, the Olympic sport type, you know, things, uh, potpourri almost, like, uh, you know, non-mainstream for lack of a better term. So right. you could have done it like a that. Sh- a little shout-out, too, to, to Lindsay Banco and Shauna Zolman for being the only females to make it to the Elite Eight. Right. I mean, when you get, you know, their, their legendary careers, I mean, obviously they, they're right. two of the best female athletes in Indiana history, let alone our area's history. So, you know, they, I'm not surprised either of them made it this far. So it's just going to be really interesting. That Zolman-Kemp match, I keep on looking at that. I got that one pulled yeah. up on my laptop right now, and it's like, man, how do you pick one of the? How do you pick one of those? Like it's just tough. You literally flip a coin, right? Like that's what yeah. it's going to come down to, I think. So, should be fun to see how this plays out this weekend. I'm really, I'm really excited. Uh, I think people are excited about it too. I think we've gotten some good feedback on the bracket. So, uh, I've enjoyed following it along, and uh, yeah. just wanted to give another quick shout out. Thanks to our sponsors uh, for this Battery Tech and Big C Lumber. Thank you for letting us uh, do a March Madness type bracket in april so that was pretty cool 
So. Austin, I don't know if you saw it or not, but you just got a thumbs up from our producer, Sheila Selman, there on naming the sponsors. In yeah. between the time she was yawning during our podcast. So <laughs> she, uh, she, mutes herself, her. she mutes herself during this, so I don't get to see her. I just try to focus on my face, of course, which I have angled beautifully um, on the camera. So, yeah. Uh, so that should be, I'm a, again, bracket. Looks good. I'm intrigued. Yeah, interested to see what the final four is going to look like, and then what the uh, final two is going to look like. Yeah. All right. Well, um, Greg, anything nationally catch your eye this week? Well, uh, uh, I saw this morning on the AP Wire that they have now canceled the Tour de France. Really? I didn't see that. Yes. Wow. They wow. have not set a new date for it. So they, I guess, so, they didn't say they really canceled it. They just called it off. Yeah. So. Yeah. And that wasn't even scheduled to start until, I believe, June 27th. Right. It always starts later, end of June, early July, usually. Right. right. It's uh, I don't know if it's a set start date every year or not. I've, I, You know, for me, it's hard to follow the Tour de France. I just could never really get into it. Obviously, when I was a kid growing up, Lance Armstrong was pretty big, and he was known for that. But obviously, uh, as time has uh, progressed, Lance Armstrong's reputation has not uh, – stayed yeah. the best uh he doesn't so, have a clean reputation no so as a kid you know that was he was the big athlete for that and then you know in the last five six years or whatever it's kind of become irrelevant to, in my sports feeling life at least i was so. saying right now i don't even think i could name a, a tour de france competitor right now no. the only thing i like about, the only thing i like about the tour de france is that it happens in the summer when nothing else is going on so it's free stories to run in the paper that's pretty yeah. much it. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, let's run the Tour de France story. Let's just fill, fill a page. You know what's funny is it's so funny, like, just like that, that mindset of like, oh, let's just run this to fill a page. And now we're, we're, we're struggling to fill pages, period, because we don't really have many pages sometimes. So. We're, we're not struggling to fill them. We're struggling to get them. <laughs> right. It's just amazing how, uh, how different this the new world is that we're all living in. So yeah, got to adjust. You know, we're, we're doing – you know, I personally think that you and I have been doing fairly well, uh, all things considered, with providing content out there for oh, people. I, oh, we should yeah. probably talk about that. Uh, Mark Heater was hired as the new Northwood Girls basketball coach. Um, that just hit me just now thinking about how we should yes. probably talk about our our content. Um, yeah, got a got a got wind of that uh, Friday afternoon and handed it off to you, and you took it took the ball and ran from there. And uh, I think that's a great hire. I think a lot of people, well, I think it is too. Yeah. Me, per, me personally, as an outsider, you know, not look, looking in, I, I thought maybe Corey Duncan was going to be the next person to become the head coach. You know, she was an assistant last year and uh, has had coaching experience. All the girls love her. She was kind of the backbone of that defense last year that won them the state title. But I mean, if you're not going to go with Corey Duncan, Mark here, two time state champ, uh, at the Northwood for a couple of years now doing volleyball, teaches there, no sick kid. I he's mean, this a, is a, been a volleyball assistant for the last 10 years. Yeah. I mean, you could not really get more of a slam dunk higher than him. I would, right. I would, I would say. Plus so. both of his daughters played volleyball and basketball at Northwood. So he's, he's like, he told me last night when I talked to him, he knows what the expectations are in that community. He knows that people expect Northwood girls basketball to be a dominant program. And he said he's going to do everything he can to keep to maintain at the level that Steve Neff and Adam Yoder have built. Yeah, yeah. I, I, he's 
you would assume he could. I mean, he took Triton, you know, a 1A school and built them into, you know, one of the best 1A schools at that time in the early 2000s, uh, late 90s, early 2000s, winning those two state championships. And, uh, you know, it's hard, you know, it's hard to win a state title, you know, and not every, you know, only one team does it every year in each class. So it's, yeah. it's tough. And uh, right. to be able to do that back-to-back years says something to be able to sustain a program like that. Right. Not just yeah. win it one year as a fluke almost, but to be able to sustain that and win two in a row. Uh, so really impressed by him that hire. And you know, what's funny is I had probably interacted with him a couple of times and I didn't even realize it like who he was. Uh, just because he does stuff with uh, with the uh, local uh, video streaming down there at Northwood, right. and he, uh, yeah, he, I didn't even realize he was a two-time state champion girls basketball coach. So yes. there's me being pretty oblivious, not even asking questions, you know. But uh, I thought it was a great hire. Hopefully, he keeps Duncan and uh, Gene Zerker on the staff. I'm assuming he, maybe I don't know. I haven't asked. He, so I should you know, it's it's all still new, but he did tell me last night that he plans to talk to both of them and would like right. them both to stay. But he said it's ultimately going to be up to their decision what they want to do. Right. And Corey just got there this past year. This was her first year, so I don't know. Maybe she wants to if she wants to change. You know, I, she's still teaching at the school, so maybe she'll still want to stay there. Right. And obviously, Gene Gene's an older fellow. You know. Uh, he might decide to retire with a state title as well. So who knows? Uh, we'll see. You know, obviously we'll we'll keep track of that. And, you know, if we hear anything, you know, we'll, we'll pass it along, whether it be on social media or elsewhere. A great hire by Northwood. And, uh, Definitely. Yeah. yeah, and, I, and it goes back to the overall point. I think we're doing a pretty good job, all things considered, right now. we got some cool stuff lined up. Uh, story-wise, between you and I, I think. And uh, I'm very excited. I, I'm very excited to start writing some of these stories, publishing them, getting them out to the world, and sharing some of these cool stories that we're getting to write. You know, this has been a blessing in disguise in a weird way where, yeah, we don't have any sports to cover right now, and that stinks. And uh, it's definitely a void missed right now. But I really feel like uh, we get to tell some stories that we maybe wouldn't get to tell because we would be so busy covering games and going out right. to places like that. So we're really getting to shine a light on some people and some athletes and in and, and our area that we don't maybe get to do. And I think that's really cool. So it's, like I said, blessing in disguise in that sense that we're getting to do some cool things, I think, with, uh, with this free time. <laughs> All and this it, free time. It's also made, made us look a little bit harder for stories. I mean, oh, we, don't, we can't just go, okay, I'm going to go. Goshen's got a baseball game here tonight. I'm going to go there and cover that. And that's my story for tomorrow. Now you're having to say, okay, what can I come up with for tomorrow's paper? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got to be like real reporters. What is that? Right, right. What is that? They, they didn't teach me how to do that in journalism school. Another thing that's, that's coming <laughs> up here that's going to be a change and show you how much things are changing right now is the NFL's going ahead with their draft, but they're going to do it all virtually this year. Yeah, that's weird. I, I wonder how many um, issues they're going to have with that. So, I don't know, but I saw this morning that they're actually going to sit down and do a mock draft with everybody, and so they make sure it, it all works before they go to the actual thing. Oh, really? Wow, that's yeah. that's interesting. So that's going to be – yeah, I wonder how that's going to be set up. I wonder – and I'm intrigued how it's going to be presented on television. I know ESPN and the NFL Network announced Network, today they're kind of doing like a joint – yeah, they're doing yeah. like a joint broadcast. Uh yeah, so I think it's interesting. There's been a lot of mixed reaction to the NFL, like, going forward with, like, business as usual right now. Just like, hey, 
you know, we don't have to necessarily do all this right now, but you know, Hey, if they can do it, if they want to do it, I mean, we're not going to be totally complaining. It is something to talk about, I guess, but uh, the bears don't, don't have a draft pick really this year. So there's nothing really to focus for me on the draft in that regard. I will be intrigued to see where Notre Dame guys go. I think Cole Komet, the tight end could be a high pick. He might be the first tight end off the board. Uh, You know, uh, Julian Aquara and uh, Khaled Kareem could also be good picks in defensive ends. They're both coming off injuries, so who knows with them. But, uh, yeah, should be interesting. I think, uh, you know, Notre Dame's going to have some, some representation in this draft. Uh, but Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, they always do, right? They always do have some guys get drafted somehow. And Komet's probably got, has the highest upside as a tight end. Uh, you saw that last year when he came back from the injury. And, uh, you know, he played well against Georgia in that game, and he made a lot of big catches for them in the, in the run uh, to the uh, Camping World Bowl victory. <laughs> so should be, should, be a, uh, should be an interesting draft to follow in terms of Notre Dame players and where they go. And then uh, the last thing I had is a, a couple of sports deaths that hit me hard because they were both Chicago Cubs connected. Glenn Beckard second baseman for the Chicago Cubs back in the late 60s and early 70s, passed away over the weekend. Part of the all-star infield that included Ron Sato at third base, Don Kessinger at shortstop, Becker at second, and the legendary Mr. Cub, Ernie Banks, at first base. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. I saw, you know, it, it feels like there's been a lot of um, Chicago sports-related deaths the last couple of days. The, uh, someone from the Blackhawks passed away, too. From the wow. 60s, one of their, one of their yeah. players. Was that the, other one, one, the other one I was going to mention is Jim Fry, who yeah. managed the Cubs, took them to, with one one win of the 1984 World Series, passed away this morning, or over the weekend, I think. I just saw the story this morning. Yeah. So. Yeah, he passed away. I just saw it this morning as well. It's tough. You know, I know my dad, uh, my dad was 15 years old, not to make you feel old, Greg, when uh, the, the, uh, 84 Cubs. Just got a smile on his seal on that too. So, <laughs> so uh, he actually gave me an 84 like NL. Uh, what were they? What division did they play in? Technically, the the uh, the Central was it? They in the Central? In the Central at that time. Yeah. He gave me one of his old shirts to wear once, and uh, I accidentally ripped it. Not like completely, but like slightly on the shoulder, and he got upset. I was like eight. When he gave me this shirt, I, that's my vivid memory of the '84 Cubs <laughs> shirt. So I feel bad. I feel bad that I got it ripped that accident. Uh, so uh, yeah, but yeah, I saw that news this morning too. That's tough, you know. I know that resonated with a lot of people, and um, and also the Hank Steinbrenner died today. Uh, yes, the co-owner of the Yankees, the son of George, oldest, born, oldest born one of Culver. George's boys. Yeah, and he was born in Culver. Right down the road from us here, so they had a they had a lake house in Culver. So well, I don't know how many people are actually aware of this, but George Steinbrenner was a Culver graduate. Yeah, I don't. Yes, I don't even know I Culver that. Military School. Wow, I don't even know if I knew that. So yeah, it's crazy. He, and he used to come back. He used to go back and go to uh, sporting events at Culver. Wow, I remember hearing that. A story Dean Hupper told me one time, who used to be with Fox 28, he's now the uh, athletic director at Mishawaka, and he told me he went down to a Culver game one time and Steinbrenner was there, and the lady at the ticket counter told me that Steinbrenner walked up to her, handed her a $100 bill yeah. for a ticket, and she said, uh, 
you know, sir, I can't change a hundred dollar bill. And he said, no, just keep it. He said, put it in the athletic fund. Wow. That's awesome. So, Good for him. Yeah. Good for him. I'm sure they wanted to have a couple more zeros after that, you know, for the athletic fund, but a hundred bucks, not bad. So <laughs> they probably to come back for more games. Yeah, true. That's true. So yeah, it's been a lot of uh, Chicago related and sports stats the last couple of days. It's been really sad actually in that regard, but uh, cool. Uh, st- that's great. That's a great Steinbrenner story though. That's an awesome story. Yeah. Another one that, that you were involved with, you know, you went out and took some pictures last night of the, uh, Oh yeah. The football lights on in honor of the, North Central AD that passed away. Paul, I didn't Paul realize Logan. until I saw this morning that he had, he passed away from the virus too. Yeah, yeah, that was so sad. That was so sad. You know what's been crazy is the last couple of weeks been trying to follow uh, his updates and obviously locally with Tom Skibberhorn at West Noble, his updates too. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, Paul didn't make it over down there. And uh, every high school, almost every high school in Indiana turned on their lights uh, last night to honor him. And actually I saw it over at South Bend Riley, the coach couldn't get into the stadium for some reason to turn on his lights. So he actually just lit a candle outside the stadium as his way of tribute. So I thought that was actually a nice touch. Um, huh. I, wonder what... I don't know why. Yeah. I don't know why they couldn't get in. Maybe the athletic director had the keys and wasn't there. I don't know, but he lit a candle out in front instead and had a sign up saying, you know, for Paul and everything like that. And, uh, huh. Yeah, so I took photos over at Concord, Fairfield, and Goshen. But I know Lakeland had them on, West Noble had them on, Northwood had them on, Wallace C. Every, I mean, everyone. everyone I in think the NLC, all the schools in the NLC did it. Mm-hmm. And I think almost every NECC school that, you know, that I saw, and, uh, the Paul Logan's kid or son was actually retweeting on Twitter all of the mentions. Uh, so if you, you could go through his Twitter feed and see just hundreds, hundreds yeah. of schools. Uh, they estimated over 200 schools, I think, turned them on last night. I mean, that's incredible. That's that really a lot. So, yeah. and, uh, and it, you know, it, it's it's so sad, you know, hearing that. It, but it also makes you uh, appreciate and value that, you know, how much progress uh, Skimmerhorn has made at West Noble. Uh, he, his wife just tweeted out, you know, an hour or two ago here that he is fully recovered from the virus. Um, he's having some issues talking and walking a little bit. So he's going to do some physical rehab uh, when he gets out of the hospital, but he will be out of the hospital probably by the end of the week, uh, which is just incredible. I mean, that's yeah. two weeks ago he was being taken to the hospital and he was on a ventilator fighting for his life. And the fact that he's been able to fight it off and get to this point is a miracle. Um, you know, it was about this time two weeks ago, actually when, the, uh, the volleyball coach at Purdue tweeted out about his condition. You know, obviously, uh, Maddie Skimmerhorn, the daughter, plays at, at Purdue for volleyball. And, you know, the coach, Sean, Dave Shondell, tweeted out just support. Hey, send prayers to Tom. And the news kind of broke to everyone. Right. And, um, yeah, uh, the fact that we're here two weeks later at this point is a miracle. And, uh, and shout out to all the doctors at Parkview Hospital. Shout out to everyone sending prayers to him uh you know that news hit me hard because like tom has been one of the better guys i've you know and you know him too you know we've, we've been able to work with oh yeah know? and he's such a great guy and it really just hit me hard when i first heard that news and uh so the fact he's doing much better really makes me uh happy and and hopefully he'll be home by the end of the week and his family can be around him again and uh 
shout out, shout out the doctor, shout out Tom for fighting through, man. He's, he's doing great, which is awesome to hear. So. Yes, it is. It's always good when you hear at this time of, you know, all the pandemic and everything. It's always nice to hear about somebody that's recovering from it and yeah, hoping to get back to a normal life now. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, right, Greg, I, think, well yeah. I don't think I have anything else for the cause. Do you? <laughs> for the good of the order, it's a quote our fearless leader, Roger. Yes. Uh, no, I'm good. I'm good. So. All right. Okay, folks, that'll wrap up another edition of the Goshen News Sports Podcast, and we will join you next week. Be sure to tune in.